Hi there, I'm Matt Ashburn, host of the Needlestack podcast. Needlestack is brought to you by Authenticate, creators of the go-to online investigation platform, Silo for Research. If you're looking for a way to conduct research anonymously, protect against cyber threats, all while avoid tipping off your investigative targets, then you want to try Silo for Research. The Silo Research platform completely isolates your online web browsing, allowing you a choice of location and digital fingerprint, and also has built-in workflow and automation tools. The best part is that Silo for Research is software as a service, so it can be used from any computer or location without the need for things like virtual machines, standalone networks, or, or dirty networks. To learn more about Silo for Research, visit Authenticate.com. That's Authentic with the number 8, .com. I have kind of a, a, a unique um, scenario with what I'm doing because while many of your listeners um, may be doing this uh, professionally and they're trying to find places um, as efficiently as possible because it's important because they're reporting on a story or maybe there are even higher stakes, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm doing it as a hobby, but also for entertainment. So um, I really have to consider that in all the videos I do because the most efficient way to find a place isn't necessarily the way that's going to be interesting to my viewers. Welcome to Needlestack, the podcast for professional online research. I'm Jeff Phillips, your host. And I'm Aubrey Byron, producer on Needlestack and your co-host for today. Uh, today, we're taking a little bit of a divergence from our normal conversations uh, in this series with professional geo-inters geo in the field. And instead, we're going to talk to someone who does geolocation as a hobby. That's right. So we're joined today by the man behind a popular GeoInt TikTok channel who goes by Jose Monkey. Now, while that's not his real name, he has requested to keep his identity private. So that's what we'll be calling him today. Jose Monkey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be on. All right. So for anyone who isn't familiar with your channel, can you start off by telling us what it is you do? Absolutely. So... What I do is I will take a video that someone has asked me to try to geolocate, and then I will look at the video, find the clues in the video, use various different techniques to see if I can figure out where it was recorded. And then if I'm able to find it, I make a video about it, explaining exactly how I found it. Um, and it's it's really important to me that I do that for people who have asked me to do it. It's um, it's it's kind of a big uh, point that I make in my videos. I my whole tagline is, um, "Hi, I'm Jose Monkey, and I find people who ask to be found." I did see that as the tagline, and um, I think you even sell T-shirts that have I, I was found on them, which is awesome. <laughs> yes, I just uh, just launched a store recently. I was I was surprised that anybody might be interested in in purchasing merchandise that has my my likeness or my uh, my name on it. But it seems like there's at least some people who might be into that. And that cool. one thing you mentioned on there, sorry, Aubrey, is you do explain, you know, how you, you don't just say, where are they? You actually go through and right. see what you identify in the video, which is really cool. Yeah, I, you know, and that's, um, it's important to me because um, one, I want it to be um, educational, educational for people, but also, um, I'm an explainer. I like to explain things. So um, 
that is really part of the appeal uh, for me is to be able to not only find it, but then, um, you know, carefully explain to people how I found it. And I think that that's what people enjoy about it. I know that there are, there are some creators who do, you know, kind of similar things sometimes that go for a bit of a wow factor and they, they don't tell you how they found it. And that can be really kind of amazing to see people do that. They're just like, you know, people's minds are blown. They're like, wow, how did they figure that out? And so, you know, that's not really my thing. I like to explain how I found things. So it means a longer video, but it seems like some people enjoy that. And you said um, you don't come from a professional background in this. So how did you find yourself in this space, both sort of on the geolocation side, but also making content on TikTok? Yeah. Uh, so so I'd say that um, I got started doing geolocation uh, type things really um, probably years ago. It's longer ago than I realized. Um, it's funny. I actually um, just realized the other day um, that I have been um, playing GeoGuessr. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that game. I assume you yeah. are. So, right, the whole idea is they drop you somewhere in the world and show you the Google Street View, and you try to figure out where you are. Um, my my time hop just told me that I posted ten years ago that I had spent like two hours straight playing GeoGuessr, and that I had dreams about being on a random street in Europe somewhere. Um, so I've been doing you know geolocation type things for at least a decade um, as as a hobby. Um, I actually didn't realize that GeoGuessr was 10 years old, actually. Yeah, that was apparently, it must have been shortly after they had launched it because, I, yeah, I, I think that's that's gone pretty far back. In fact, I seem to recall that they may have posted something um, a few months back about their 10-year anniversary. So cool. that, would, that would line up. So, so yeah, I, um, I played a lot of GeoGuessr, um, but even before that, I think I was um, always interested in trying to... Um, you know, if I ever saw a video or a photo um, that didn't obviously identify where it was taken, I, I always would kind of wonder, could I figure out, you know, where that, that was? Are, are there enough clues? Are they, is there enough information in the photo or the video to figure it out? And after the first few times I tried, I realized that, you know what, sometimes you can figure it out. And that was really satisfying for me. So I, I was kind of hooked, you know, after the first few times that I found that I was able to do it. Um, and fortunately, I was able to find um, others on Twitter who were doing similar things. And sometimes people would post challenges, you know, to uh, geolocate a photo. And sometimes there'd be like, you know, challenges where there'd be prizes and things like that for different, um, uh, you know, uh, challenges that they had. But I, I was mostly doing it because I enjoyed it. But um, mm -hmm. but it was it was nice that there were, you know, other people who were doing a similar thing because that gave me kind of a way to. To, you know, to, to do this thing that otherwise people don't really ask you to do unless you have a good reason to. And so you got into it. So you didn't have formal training in geospatial intelligence in any form. No, it, it's, it came up through, through as a hobby. It's purely been a hobby for me. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, and it's funny because, uh, you know, people will ask me a lot of questions about that. I get comments all the time. People, um, frequently like to say, oh man, he's, he's CIA, he's FBI. And like, it's, it's sort of a funny, um, you know, running gag that, um, I never confirm or deny that in, in the comments ever. I just let people keep guessing, but, um, but yeah, that's, it, it is a, a thing that I think people wonder about, but, um, I'm sure that there are, um, people who are much more serious about the type of thing that I do that, um, might even think that some of the things that I do in my videos are quaint by comparison. Um, but I think that um, you know what I'm doing is probably um, a bit more uh, accessible to you know average folks who who aren't necessarily doing this uh, professionally. 
Hey, maybe uh, CIA should be using TikTok for recruiting. Who knows? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, and I think you know this. This podcast does focus on the the uh, OSINT world in general, um, and we've been focusing here recently on GeoInt, but. Um, it, and we, it's what's been interesting is the the audience ranges from you know, professionals that um, might be doing this um, uh, at a federal level to right. um, you know to hobbyists or uh, a lot of reporters um, uh, that are having to do what we now you know that people are starting to understand the term OSINT, but they're out there doing investigations to validate things. Right. So it runs the gamut. And so I'm curious, you've, you've kind of taught yourself as you went, can you talk a little bit about the kind of techniques that you're using for, for finding the location in, in the videos that people send to you? I mean, it yeah. seems the ones I've watched, it, it's not that simple um, in what you're noticing. And I don't know what you're doing in the background, tools you're using, et cetera. Yeah. So um, one of the things I, I do um, try to uh, impress upon uh, my viewers is that I will always explain exactly how I found a place in every video that I do. And that's important to me because I, I really want to be transparent about how I'm doing it. Um, so it's, it can be kind of funny because sometimes I have people who have theories about how I really found the place and they want to comment about it and, you know, say like, oh, I think you really did this or, you know, you, you use metadata off of the video or something. But I, but I always explain what I did and sometimes it can be really straightforward and, um, you know, it might just be looking for, you know, details in the video that I can Google or that I can, you know, find on, on other um, other publicly accessible websites where I can search things. It really depends what's in the video, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, you know, I'm, uh, I'm I'm just using tools that everybody uses, like you know, Google Google Maps. Um, sometimes using reverse image searching when um, you know when that is kind of the the most uh, a direct way to find a place, especially if it's like a, a highly photographed place that I know will be um, something I can find pictures okay. of online. Um, but sometimes I use very specialized, um, uh, you know, websites and, and databases to to search for things. Um, for example, uh, you know, sometimes I'm trying to figure out if I see an airplane in a video and I can see the tail number, I'll use, mm -hmm. you know, various different websites where you can look up that sort of thing to figure out, well, where was that plane? So, um, so yeah, it, it really depends on what the video calls for. Um, I've only more recently gotten um, uh, interested and in learning about um, some other tools that I'm sure some folks in your audience would be familiar with. Um, things like the um, Overpass API for like searching, um, like the OpenStreetMap database, doing data mining on that. Um, and I'm I am pretty fascinated with that um, right now. But the thing that's interesting to me is. Um, I have kind of a, a, a unique um, scenario with what I'm doing because while many of your listeners um, may be doing this uh, professionally and they're trying to find places um, as efficiently as possible because it's important because they're reporting on a story or maybe there are even higher stakes, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm doing it as a hobby, but also for entertainment. So um, I really have to consider that in all the videos I do because the most efficient way to find a place isn't necessarily the way that's going to be interesting to my viewers. Um, in fact, if I use, I, I know that if I use reverse image search too much to like match a place, I will get people in the comments saying it's like, well, you didn't really find it. The, you know, the, the Google lens found it. 
which, right. which is fair. Like sometimes, you know, that it is, it isn't me. It's, it's the tool. Um, although I would say that reverse image searching is not the silver bullet that some people think it is. Um, sometimes it's really helpful, but other times it can be a bit of an art, even getting a good result from, uh, you know, reverse image search tools. Um, but yeah, I had to really consider that because like I said, I started learning about some of these data mining tools for OpenStreetMap, and I, I actually tried it recently and I was able to find a location that I was having trouble finding otherwise. But when I thought about how I might explain that, because I, I tell people I'm very transparent. I tell them exactly how I found it. I was like, well, what are you going to explain? You're going to explain that you plugged some stuff into, you know, into a query language and got some answers. And I, I don't know if that's the most interesting thing. So um, I, I may limit how much I use tools like that, even though it's probably a really good tool for people who need to find things and, and maybe need to find them with urgency. You know, I have watched a number of the videos um, I'm, and I'm looking forward to watching more, but I, I'm understanding what you're saying, meaning that there's a, there is a, there's an entertainment factor to them and, and that it's not about um, maybe a sense of urgency or efficiency there and hearing what simply even what you've noticed in a video that could tip someone off yeah. um, when I'm watching the same video mm -hmm. um, and don't see some of the things is, is entertaining um, or it, it, yes, I don't even know how to say it. It's, it's entertaining to see what you notice in a video that can then be plugged in um, somewhere to help you give you clues. Yeah, I definitely, I'd say that I watch videos differently <laughs> than um, your average person. Um, and it's it can be a, a, a bit of a curse sometimes because honestly, it's a little bit hard to turn it off. Um, I'm so used to looking at a video and trying to figure out where it is. Sometimes I'll just be scrolling on TikTok and I'll see a video that's outside somewhere. And my immediate reaction is, this is a video someone has tagged me in and I should start looking for the details. And I'm like, no, wait a minute, <laughs> you're just watching a video. Just, just enjoy it. Um, so, so yeah, I'm always looking at the details and, and that's really, that's part of what people miss about the videos that they post that, um, that they, they don't realize that they're focused on the subject of their video more often than not, whether it's a car, a person, a dog, whatever they're recording a video of, and they don't think about all the details that are in the background, but for someone who is motivated to look for those details, they're paying attention to all of those things. One, uh, one of the things that you'll notice um, in my videos is I'm often not talking at all about whatever the main subject of the video is. And sometimes people will like post things in the comments and say like, you're not gonna even mention the whatever, you know, whatever the point of the video was, right? There's probably right. something humorous happening in the video um, or like, you know, maybe it was like a car wreck or something. And like, they're like, you're not even gonna talk about that. And I'm like, well, that's not what I was looking at. That's not how I found it. So, um, so yeah, you definitely look at videos differently. And I think people, you know, definitely some folks are starting to like pick up on the approaches and, and I do have a lot of my followers who like to kind of play along. They'll like pause the video and try to figure it out before, you know, I, I reveal it. Um, so that can be fun for people. Right. Which seems to make sense. There's tools like AI out there. I think I saw some people comment, you know, you know, would AI take, take your job and that's not, yeah. maybe I could, could do things, but that that's not the job or the point of the channel at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I do think about that. There was something I saw on Twitter recently about how, you know, some tools uh, really are um, starting to be used for geolocation, things like chat GPT. You can, you can really put in bits and pieces of information and, and it can help you. It's, it's not to the point yet where you can just drop in a photo or a video and have it just tell you exactly where it is. But if you, 
at least right now, who knows in 18 months from now, but at least right now, if you can describe things in the video, you still have to do a lot of the work of like finding the details. But if you can get enough of the details to plug into these tools, some of them are getting really good at, um, at being able to, uh, you know, get you candidate locations at least. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting, although I do, I do worry that like, I don't know, in, in two years from now is, is anybody, you know, who has access to something like chat GPT going to do exactly what I'm doing and nobody will think it's interesting anymore. Some people accuse me of doing that already. So, mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, I mean, I think there still will be, um, a place for people who do this because they're interested in doing it and enjoy doing it. Um, even if there, you know, might be simpler, faster ways to do it because it's, it's kind of like a puzzle, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing that's satisfying for me. And it's one of the reasons that I don't really use people's, um, profiles very often. Like a, a lot of times, um, you know, people will ask, well, did you, you just, you, I say they ask, they usually accuse more than they ask. <laughs> They'll say, you didn't find it that way. What you did is you clicked on that person's profile and you, and, and it says that they're in Texas in, in their mm. profile, or you just look through their other videos and it's obvious that it's, you know, wherever it is. And it's true that you can find it that way. But honestly, the reason I don't do it is because it'd be really boring. It, like my videos wouldn't be interesting and it wouldn't be fun for me because I, I hate to say it, but, but people's videos are really easy to figure out if you allow yourself to dig into their profiles and, and maybe even look at their other social media profiles when you can find them, it changes the game entirely. And it's mm -hmm. it, honestly, it's, it's a little bit frightening how easy it is. Yeah, actually, on that note, I'm curious, how do you select your videos? Um, is it for the challenge or maybe just something visually pleasing or whatever strikes you that day? Yeah, it's, um, well, I usually have a lot to choose from. It's a, an extremely <laughs> long list that I'm working from right now of people who've tagged me. Um, so usually what I try to do, um, I have a whole process for trying to decide which video to do next. Um, and one of the things I do is I really try to prioritize people that tagged me like a long time ago and I haven't gotten to their video yet. Mm. But, um, but I do skip around a bit in my list. I don't just process it sequentially and I try to keep things interesting. So I won't, I won't do too many videos in a row that are like kind of the same thing. Um, I definitely will, um, try to use videos that are, um, interesting. If there's something in it, that's like very different than videos I've done before or requires a technique that I haven't used, um, uh, you know, in the past or, or recently, then um, I'll usually, you know, tr try to mix those in. So sometimes I have, you know, uh, a dozen or more videos that I've actually found already um, that are just sitting in a queue waiting to, to, you know, for me to make a video about them. But I, I want to do it when the time is right. And like, you know, I don't want it to be 10 videos in a row where it's like a pickup truck driving down the road and I saw a billboard for something. It's like, okay, it's the mm. same content over and over, right? I get a lot of videos like that, by the way. So, so yeah, I, I try to mix it up. Can you maybe talk about any particular super interesting videos that you've been sent and sure. more from the, the, the puzzle piece, um, yeah. any of them that jump out to mind that you're like, you know, that, that our listeners would be interested in, in, in how you ended up being able to locate where the people were. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, kind of early on when my videos started taking off, um, Someone sent me a video, and I think they were really thinking they were going to stump me with this video. And it's it's a skydiving video. The person is mm -hmm. jumping out of an airplane, and um, basically they're holding you know their GoPro or whatever they have, and they are in the airplane, and they jump out, and then you, you get a, a few seconds of them you know as they d descend toward the earth, and um, and 
you could very briefly in the video see the tail number of the plane. Um, and because I was able to see that, uh, I was able to go look it up on one of you know one of these sites. I think I used FlightAware to mm -hmm. um, to go find where that uh, plane may have been. And uh, and actually, it turned out that this was a plane that was owned by a company in Pennsylvania that does you know skydiving types of things. So they they tend to fly out of the same airport all the time. And um, and what I was able to do was um, confirm that because in the video you could see the ground briefly and some features were, were visible. You could see like an interstate and uh, a lake, I believe um, was in the video. And uh, I think it was, it was Hazleton, mm. Hazleton Township, Pennsylvania. Um, and I was able to look at that and compare it to, uh, you know, like Google earth type views. And, and, it, and actually once I, I knew that stuff, it was, it was kind of easy to find at that point. And so that was great. I was so excited for that one. Cause I knew this person was like, I'm going to stump this guy. And, and for I, sure. I right away. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty satisfying. Uh, we talked a little bit about this kind of ethical side of things and that you find yeah. people who want to be found. Um, and you mentioned that privacy and sort of, uh, media awareness is important to you. Yeah. Um, can you talk about that piece of it? Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, it's really, it, it was really important to me when I started doing this, um, that I was doing something that people were going to be comfortable with me doing, um, because even, even doing it the way that I'm doing now, there's a bit of a, like creepy factor to it that some people get really, you know, kind of weirded out by. Um, one of the most common comments I get is, you know, wow, this is amazing, but also terrifying. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, I knew I'd be dealing with that, but, um, but I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't in a position where anyone would be objecting to um, the content. And so I, from the start, knew that I would only do this for people who were asking me to do it. And, um, and so I, I kind of set some ground rules early on. Um, I, I won't locate anyone who's under 18. Um, and, and, and I try hard to, to verify that. Usually it's, it's pretty obvious if someone tags you and then you look at their profile and it's all like, I don't know, Roblox and, and, and like Fortnite videos. And you can be pretty sure, even if they haven't told you that they're under 18, that they might be under 18. But um, so I tell people, don't tag me in a video if you're under 18. Um, I tell people not to tag me in other people's videos because people will, they'll, they'll just tag mm. me in a, in a video they find because, and I don't think it's malicious, but um, sometimes people see a video and they're like, I got to know where this is. Let's see if Jose monkey will tell us where it is. So, um, but I tell people, you know, I'm not going to find it unless the original poster asks me to do so. Um, and the thing that I got um, a bit concerned about and that some people started asking about is um, well, what if somebody just, takes a video that they found somewhere else. They, they stole somebody else's video and they, they post it as their own and then they send it to me. Um, what do you do then? And people are really concerned, you know, what if there's like, you know, a, some kind of like, a, you know, domestic violence situation or something, you know, that would be concerning where I shouldn't do it. Um, and I, you know, I, tr I did my best for a long time to try to like watch for anything that seemed suspicious about any videos. And if I was at all concerned about it, I would just not do it. Um, but I recently made a change to how I do my videos that I think was um, definitely um, uh, an improvement and I hope um, it solves the problem. But what I did was um, I, I noticed that some people who were sending me videos started doing a new thing that they hadn't done before, which is they would record a video and they'd come on camera and say, where am I, Jose Monkey? 
and which was a little bit jarring the first couple times it happened. Yeah. I didn't hear people talking to me in the videos, but um, but when they did that, it occurred to me that like this is a really great way to be sure that the person in the video is asking me to do this. Um, and it occurred to me that not everybody would want to be on camera, so I told them, you know, if you want, just hold up a sign in your video that that says the thing. Don't don't put it in text on the video because anybody could add that. But it's, mm -hmm. as long as it's in the video, um, that so that was like my new rule to say. That's what you have to do if you want me to find a video. Now, granted, I have a whole bunch of people on the list already who I told them, like, look, if you're on the list, you're on the list. But going forward, this is the new rule. And I think a lot of people were really appreciative of that. I got a lot of positive comments. People were like, you know, I've worried about exactly that. I'm really glad you're taking this step. So I, I felt like that was, you know, a, a good thing. I'm glad I was able to make that change. We talked about the importance of Google, but can you touch on any maybe lesser known tools that you've used that could be good for our audience to hear about? Sure. Um, one that I used uh, just recently, which I, I actually was not aware of um, and I learned about from another creator is a tool called Find a Grave. Um, and what you can do on that website is type in um, you know partial information um, that you would find on a tombstone things like uh, people's names. Um, I, I think you can even put in like, you know, dates and, and things like that. Mm. And it will um, bring up results for you know, cemeteries all, all over the place. Um, and I, the funny thing was I learned about it on the same day that someone submitted a video to me where they were walking around the cemetery. And when I first got the video, I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to find this. Um, <laughs> because there really wasn't a lot of other uh, information in the video. I could just see some stuff off in the distance. But um, but then, you know, later that day, I learned about this. I actually learned about it on Khan's channel. I don't know if um, you guys are familiar with uh, her channel on TikTok. She finds people's birthdays um, using like their social media profiles. She's, she's doing really good work over there. Um, and uh, she posted a video where one of the steps that she had taken to find uh, somebody was uh, that they had posted a video of a, of, uh, a tombstone or they were in a graveyard somewhere. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I need to find this video that I just received. And that's what I did. And I was able to find a couple tombstones in that, that I could see clearly. Um, and I plugged it in and I was able to, to locate where they were. It was in, uh, West Virginia. It was actually my first video in West Virginia. So that was fun. Awesome. Wow. Did not know that that tool existed. I know. Apparently, a lot of people know about it, and I did not. So I felt like I was sort of late to the game because um, a bunch of people commented saying, like, I love Find a Grave. It's so cool. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, um, I just want to encourage everyone uh, as we come to the end here uh, to, to check out Jose Monkey, um, whether it's on Twitter, your channel on Twitter, or your YouTube channel. Um, the videos are very interesting. Uh, especially for, you know, if I talk to friends or show people what you're able to find out of those videos that are not, not, not doing this on a regular basis, either as an investigator for OSIN or as a hobbyist such as you, um, it is truly amazing um, how you're able to locate people. So we really appreciate your time today, sir. Yeah, thank you. It was, it was fun talking to you guys. I mean, as I said, I love to explain things, so I'm happy to talk about this as long as anybody will let me. Well, Hopefully we'll have you back one day. I, I do want to say thank you to you, sir, Jose Monkey, for joining us today. Um, if Everyone, if you like what you heard, you can view transcripts and other episode info on our website, authenticate.com slash needle stack. That's authentic with the number eight dot com slash needle stack. And be sure to let us know your thoughts on Twitter 
at NeedlestackPod, and to like and subscribe wherever you're listening today. We'll be back next week with more on GeoInt. We'll see you then. Thank you.